What if a play ended one inch further? A runner could have run one second faster. A team didn't have a draft pick too late, or an infamous trade was instead declined. Sports history isn't as straightforward as just stats and awards, winners and losers would make you believe. Endless alternate possibilities exist, and some could have not just impacted the outcome of one particular game, but in some cases the sport and world itself. Join us as we explore and discover the wrinkle in the game. Hey, Phil. Do you remember where you were March 28, 1992? I have no idea where I was. What happened on that date? I'm excited. Let me take you back in the time machine of little Robbie Hyder. Oh, sweet. Yeah. uh, Little Robbie is sitting there in his parents' living room, and for some stupid reason... I am a huge Kentucky Wildcat fan. I don't know how this happened. I think I was just caught up in the moment. I was nine. I was about to turn nine. I'm like a week away. And I'm like sitting there and I filled out my first NCAA bracket. My dad gave me a bracket, I remember, and I started filling out all the teams. And for some stupid reason, I became enamored with Kentucky. And so I had Kentucky winning the whole thing. And so I was just this massive Kentucky fan through the NCAA tournament. They're rolling on through and Doug Pelfrey and the Unforgettables and Rick Patino, and I'm just buying into it. It didn't help that the guy that worked at Siggy Sausage Factory down the street was also a huge Kentucky guy. So whenever we went in there and bought the sausages and the steaks, this guy with a Kentucky hat was on it. And I was like, hey, go Wildcats. <laughs> Now, well, my question is, did you stay a Kentucky fan past this tournament? or the was next just... season. Okay. All right. So the next season you were still a Kentucky fan? Yeah, I was still a Kentucky fan the, the next season because what happened on the 28th of March and Christian Leitner, who ripped my little heart out of my chest, and I learned that there was true hatred in the world. And that ESPN 30 for 30 that recently came out. Oh, that's a good one. I hate Christian Leitner. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. That's still my DVR. I I know I can just watch it on ESPN plus whenever I care to be depressed. You talked about Christian Leitner and you hating Christian Leitner and everyone do it. There's a whole 30 for 30 doc about it. Now is Christian Leitner. Do you think, is he the first white Duke basketball player that everybody loved to hate? Yes. Because that's a thing where there's always a white Duke basketball player that everybody hates. And Leitner was the first. Also, Cherokee Parks was really hard to like, oh, too. He was he went to the Mavs in the draft. I remember him. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but yeah, Christian Leitner, man. 10 for 10. Couldn't miss. Could not. Could not miss. I'm still mad. Still years and years later. I'm damn near. I'm getting really close to being 40 years old, and I am still mad at Christian Leitner for making this shot against Kentucky, a team that I could have absolutely no care about today whatsoever. But I am still mad about this. I, I, I could not imagine how upset Jamal Mashburn is. I mean, still to this day, or Rick Patino because of this shot is devastating. And, we talk about iconicism and just icons moments. They're just freeze frames. I just completely stuck in time. Is there any bigger 
more iconic moment in the history of the NCAA tournament than Christian Leitner. The only other one I could think is the NC State versus Houston. That's a good one. Jim, Jim Valvano. Yeah, running and Jimmy B running out. Looking, looking like he needs a hug and no one's hugging him. Why, why didn't no one hug a Jimmy B? Jimmy B needed a hug. <laughs> I think those are the two most iconic moments in the NCAA tournament. I, th- I think it's those two. But Jimmy B won the tournament. Yeah. But yeah, so one of them is the winning and the other one is just advancing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was, it's a big damn deal. It, it's the East bracket regional final. It was to go to the final four. It's a big damn deal. But you think about just a couple of years ago with uh, Villanova hitting uh, three to win the NCAA championship. Mm-hmm. Or you think about uh, Butler and just barely missing also against Duke. I mean, lucky. Stupid Duke. <laughs> God dang good Duke, man. Gotta hate Duke. Gotta help they lose. <laughs> For those listening, this is after the NCAA tournament, but we're filming it the week before the final four game between North Carolina and Duke. So we have no idea what's going on. Yep. But Rob yeah, hopes and, Duke- and I have a horrible track record of this. If you listen to our, our podcast <laughs> of being horribly disappointed with what I want. So I'm going to help some closure here for myself and go, what if Christian Leitner didn't go 10 for 10 from the field that day? He went nine for 10. And what happens from that? What if? Obviously, the first thing is Kentucky advances, damn it. Rick Pitino accomplishes making it to the NCAA Final Four and really his first season Two years of UK not being allowed to be in the NCAA tournament because of Eddie Sutton's alleged shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Alleged because, frankly, both Phil and me, we're Oklahoma State guys. Eddie's in Oklahoma State. We got your back, Eddie. It's alleged. Yes. The Unforgettables, you had Richie Farmer, Darren Fieldhouse, Doug Pelfrey, Sean Woods. Their legend is obviously much, much larger now. They made it to the Final Four. And this is where it gets really interesting, man. They would have played Bob Knight in Indiana in the Final Four. Coach, and if, if you just take it from the angle that who didn't get to play Bob Knight in the Final Four if Christian Leitner misses that shot, it means that Coach K doesn't actually play Coach Knight. It would have never happened in that 92 Final Four. The ghost handshake, the drive-by handshake, the, the legendary remember who you work for note never would have happened. Now, I, I'm not saying that their relationship would be perfect because who the hell has a good relationship with Bob Knight? But I don't think that relationship is completely dead at this point. So that would be something pretty amazing right there off the top. Also, another casualty of this is Christian Leitner is probably not on the dream team anymore because he missed that shot and instead Shaquille O'Neal is I was gonna say so Shaq would be really happy about that sure as hell wouldn't be Isaiah Thomas (laughs) but yeah I think old Shaq he's on the dream team now which would in retrospect make a lot more sense than seeing Christian Leitner's weird face on the dream team shirts and posters but getting back to the court itself, I already said, you're going, you're going to have Kentucky playing Bob Knight. And there's two scenarios to this equation that 
frankly, Phil, I'm, I'm going to need your help with because these two scenarios, they're so close as far as like percentages. It's splitting hairs. I, I can't go. Usually I choose just one and I go with it, but this one I have to do two right. because they're both just so good. The first one is that the Hoosiers win. And this would, of course, be they played earlier in the season. Indiana and Kentucky, they're rivals. And they ended up, they played a big game in the RCA Dome, the Hoosier Dome, right? the thing that they imploded a few years ago in Indianapolis. And it's very close. It is a Kentucky win, 76-74. And with that win, Indiana advanced on to play Michigan in the NCAA championship. Conference rivals, they're going to play for the championship. What happened in the season? They went, they split it. It's one-to-one. The very first game was won by Indiana. They won 89-74. They lost the second game, which was in Michigan, 68-60. The key difference was terrible foul trouble for Michigan in the first game. And also, uh, star for Hoosiers, uh, Damon Bailey just went off in the second half, just exploded. In the second game, Bailey was held to zero points. The guy averaged basically 12 and a half. He's held to zero points. And Indiana shot as a team a season low of 36% from the field. In the NCAA championship rematch, I'm going to wager Indiana plays a lot closer to the first game than they did the second, and they beat Michigan. The Fab Five loses to the Hoosiers, the NCAA championship. But you think about how hard the breakup was with Indiana and Bob Knight was, what happens if Bob Knight actually won a title in 1992? Also, man, you were this close. Allen Houston, big, seventh all-time scorer for the Indiana Hoosiers, got injured in 1993 in practice, and it wasn't even in a game. He clipped his knee, and he was unable to play except for just nominal minutes. He barely did anything for the rest of the season. They were that close to possibly winning back-to-back championships in 92-93. How is Indiana getting rid of Bob Knight at that point? That that was one of those soft walk deals. Oh, my God, that would have been impossible to to get him out of there. Yeah, It's easy easy to get rid of him when he hasn't won – the championship in a while but if it's been a couple years it's a little bit more difficult yeah and he wins one or two yeah so that's one scenario the second scenario is that kentucky beats indiana and as already previously stated they had already beaten indiana earlier in the season so it's very probable that kentucky could have won this game of course michigan is there again I don't see any reason why Michigan would not be in the championship game. They were absolutely amazing. They were the Fab Five. You think about iconicism again and just being icons of the game. The Fab Five, there's a reason why there's a 30 for 30 that's just about them. That's also a good one. It's probably the best one, in my opinion. I love that one. But in this scenario, man, I got to say – the Fab Five win a championship here, and why? I just look at the rosters. I, I'm sorry. I know that the Unforgettables have made it to this point. Mm-hmm. Even in retrospect, in a later interview, John Pelfrey even said, we were fortunate enough to play in that game. It could have been a disaster. It just, 
the recognition is that I'm not saying that the Fab Five would have crushed them, but I just don't see how Kentucky was going to win that game. And then Michigan would have actually won an NCAA title. Now, whether or not the NCAA strips them of that title later on in life, and that, that's outside the bounds of this. But I think one of the more interesting ideas of this is because the iconicism of the Fab Five and Chris Webber in particular is the second championship game that they went to. They played North Carolina the next season. That's the one where he's trying to call timeout when they had no timeouts. If they won in 92, I think that there's a very strong catalyst that sends them back to the championship game and they win regardless. And it goes to back-to-back championships. And you think about that would give Coach Steve Fisher three titles in five years at Michigan. And also, by way, you'd stripped one of Mike Kurseski and you've taken one away from Dean Smith, which, by the way, Dean Smith won in 93. That was only his second championship. So what would that have done into legacy and coaching? At that point, you have to almost pay respect to Steve Fisher. And, yeah, I – those are the two possible scenarios in this and they're really close man i would say i would go with indiana winning it okay probably and you mentioned michigan and it was interesting because you talked about whether it would be their win would be they would be stripped of the title or whatnot because in 2002 the final two games of this season for michigan were vacated yeah which doesn't officially give the other team a win um, because it's different from forfeit where the other team will get the win. So if Michigan had won, let's say Michigan wins the championship. If their win is vacated, that doesn't technically give the championship to the team they beat, but what are you going to do about that? Because somebody has to win the championship. Yes. (laughs) So that's a quantity, but that's not even what we're talking about, but that was just a thought as you were discussing um, that I was thinking of. Yeah, that's why I said this kind of, that's a little bit out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of got myself, I'm learning how to do these as we go. We, we're a very new pod. And the Michael Jordan one last go around for me, I, I realized that I really don't need to just drag this off. <laughs> Let's just try to make this a little bit more cut and dry. And then wink and smile say, chaos happens. <laughs> yeah, I like chaos. I would say Indiana would win. I think Indiana would. I, it's hard because I watched the Fab Five documentary, and so I would actually want Michigan to win because that was such a good documentary. I want to yeah. see the Fab Five win. But I think Bobby Knight's going to do it. And then when Bobby Knight wins this championship, possibly the next one, depending on what happens with Houston, with Allen Houston, not University of Houston, then I'm interested to think about what that would happen whenever Indiana wants to get rid of him. But that's, but I think Indiana wins this one. Yeah, I do too. If if I had to lean towards one or the other, I think it's Indiana. And Indiana, it's interesting when I started digging this up because I completely have forgotten just how dominant Indiana was. I mean, particularly at this time. The next year, even, they beat Michigan twice. They were they were every bit as good. It's completely forgotten about because we think about the history and the lore of the game at this point. You had Duke, you had the 40 minutes of hell that was going on this time too. You had Eric Montross signing with North Carolina. 
you had the resurgence of Oklahoma State even. <laughs> yeah. There's some stuff that was going on around this time. And, and Indiana look, is forgotten about at well, this moment. As I'm looking at Indiana in that tournament, Duke was the first game that it was even a challenge for them. They won their first round. They were a two seed. So they beat the 15 seed Eastern Illinois, mm-hmm. 94 to 55. They beat LSU by 10. I need to watch the game. I don't know if it was closer and they pulled it out at the end, but they won by 10. So double digits. They beat Florida state by 11. Then they beat the one seed, which was UCLA 106 to 79. Yeah. What the crap? That's a, you beat the one seed by that much. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, they were on a roll going into Duke. No, this was a buzzsaw of a team. Yeah, I really, I strongly believe that. I think it was, yeah, and you look at the score that was between them and Duke. The game is just, it's so tight. Everything about this is tight. These teams were that close to each other, 81-78 for Duke. I think Indiana was within a whisker of weighing an NCAA title there, and then God, you talk about nuclear weapons nowadays. Bob Knight winning a title in 92. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's the man was so entitled. Mm-hmm. He he literally he knew he could get away with anything. If he won that in 92, hell, he could have gone over to the dean's house or chancellor's house or whoever the hell he wanted and just burn it to the ground. Yeah. And then because then Duke, they Indiana lost to Duke by three, and then Duke beat Michigan by 20. Yeah. So it wasn't like the championship game was barn burner or anything. No, and we kind of, we were brushing aside Bob Huggins and Cincinnati being there at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That game was pretty freaking close as well. Yeah. So I think if Indiana got past Kentucky, they would have beaten Michigan. So, so you think, think Kentucky could have beaten Michigan? Possibly. Could you tell me again? Because they split, right? Yeah. I, what were the scores of that? Would you be able to run that by me again? Sorry for you, have, making you look up in your notes. No, I Kentucky and Michigan never played. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They didn't right, get to right, play right. each other until the next season. They actually did get to play each other in the 93 Final Four. Uh-huh. And really, that wasn't a disaster between the teams. I mean, Michigan ended up winning 81-78. Uh-huh. Of course, uh, Kentucky's roster is completely different the next season because I you lost the unforgettables at that point. Yeah, I think the winner of the Kentucky-Indiana game would win the championship that year. I think Indiana would have beaten Kentucky because that is the, I'm, I'm looking at the scores and the stats to go with it, and that Indiana team was good. So I, th- oh, I, th- I, I fully believe Indiana will have won. Yeah. If Leitner had missed his shot, I think Indiana wins the championship. The odd twist to it, though, is that Kentucky – I think could have somehow for some oddball reason, Kentucky could have beaten Indiana, but I really think that the fab five would have beaten Kentucky. You do. It's just, it's a matchup nightmare for Kentucky just based on the sole fact of Chris Weber and Jalen Rose. It would have been extraordinarily difficult for Mm -hmm. Doug Pelfrey and Sean Woods to be able to keep up with this. So you're telling me that nine-year-old Rob would then hate Michigan? Oh, I, oh, I, I totally would have hated Chris Weber at that point. You, you would, you would, you would be hating the Fab Five documentary if Michigan and Kentucky had faced off. <laughs> I little, yeah, little nine-year-old Rob would have been very sad. 
<laughs> extremely sad. And so then, then would he have liked? Then would he have liked Christian Leitner, or would he have still hated him? Because it's easy to hate him. I probably wouldn't even know who he is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Indiana would have won it all that year. Looking at the stats and the games that Indiana played up until that point, I agree. But it's interesting. <laughs> I love it when there are what ifs that come out of what ifs. Because you talked about Christian Leitner, and I don't know if we'll do this one, so I'm just going to throw it out there right now. That it's in, and for just for a split second about Christian Leitner, I was wondering as you were talking about him being on the dream team instead of Shaq, how him not being on the dream team, how that would impacted his career if Shaq had been chosen. Because looking at Christian Leitner's stats, he averaged double digits for the first eight seasons. Yeah. He went up to 18.2. He had 18.0. He had 18.1. He had... People forget he wasn't a joke. Yeah, he was a good, he was he a good was, player. He was a legit player. And I remember him playing for the T-Wolves early on. Yeah. And then I remember a little bit of when he played with Atlanta. But he's thought of as a joke now because he beat out Shaq for the Dream Team. Is basically what it is. I think it also doesn't help with the fact that you named two franchises that he played for. Aside from what, like a split moment in time for both of those teams, they haven't been a joke. He played for he played for Minnesota Minnesota, and Atlanta. Yeah, that equals you did nothing. (laughs) But I truly feel he would be higher thought of if he had not played on the dream team. If he had not sat on the bench. I think the hatred would have been less. I, I know, honestly, still I think, hate, I think it's still hate I, Hell, I would have hated him still. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it's such a weird guy I, to hate, too, by the way. Christian Leitner just seems like just a random dude. I, it just It's a very strange amount of hatred that is towards this guy. But, but yeah, also- I, I think it, a lot of it has to do with just straight-up jealousy. <laughs> The fact that he got to be on the dream team. But like, whenever you think of that Duke team, 75 out of 100 times, people are going to think of Christian Leitner. Grant Hill was also on that team. (laughs) People often forget about the better player that was on that team. (laughs) Grant Hill. (laughs) But it makes me laugh because people don't think about him. He was the one that threw the pass, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and (laughs) it's not a small feat to throw a basketball accurately from the baseline all the way to the free throw line on the other side. People don't give him the credit. (laughs) That's a hell of a stupid human trick there for Grant Hill. It just makes me laugh because that Duke team had Grant Hill, but he's rarely ever the one that's thought of. And and I think that also, Christian Leitner was a hell of a college player, but I think whenever people think of that Duke team, they think of that one play. And they think of the one shot, and Leitner is the one that made the shot. And going 10 for 10 in the game to lead to the Final Four. You have Bobby Hurley there, too, at the time. Those Duke teams were loaded for bear. And there's a reason why they won back-to-back titles. We've been watching Winning Time on HBO and Jerry Tarkanian at UNLV. This was the Duke team that basically killed UNLV. Also, if you're listening and you've not watched Winning Time, you should watch it if you have HBO Max. That's, that's our little advertisement. In HBO Max, if you want to sponsor the pod or become friends of the pod, uh, get in contact with us. Let us know. 
But yeah, yeah, that Duke team was good. <laughs> There's a reason why we still remember this. You, you don't remember also ran or mistake champions as much as you do just like ridiculously great ones. And mm-hmm. particularly the 91, 92 Duke teams, as much as I really don't like Duke, you have to respect it. These were incredible teams. It's funny because whenever I think about Duke, or the Duke championships or whatever, or Duke going to the championship or Duke in the tournament. The team I always think about is the, I, th- I think it was the 2000. What, the Shane Battier one? Yeah, it was when they lost to UConn and they lost to Khalid oh, Al-Amin. And, oh, yeah, and yeah. It was Elton Brand, if I'm not mistaken. And they lost yep. to Khalid Al-Amin and um, Rip Hamilton. And that, I remember watching the UConn Duke championship game and, obviously rooting as hard as I could for UConn and they were and Duke was a juggernaut that year like they, oh, yeah. nobody expected them to lose yeah and so that's the game that I always think about because also whenever I think about Duke I want to think about them losing <laughs> so I think about that game pops in my head fair enough <laughs> I do want to know from you Rob was this therapeutic at all for you are you okay no, I, I actually, if anything, just got my blood pressure up because now I, I'm thinking about how much I hate Christian Leitner still. <laughs> okay, it's 10 o'clock at night. You have some time. You can watch the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30 and then go to bed. I, I'm just wondering if my therapist is up still. <laughs> yeah. But you bringing up UConn beating them, that was a very therapeutic moment for me. <laughs> that's really, that's the first Calhoun championship. Yeah, it was 99. That yeah. was when they played. It was interesting. You think about like rivals. UConn really felt like they rose up and became a rival to Duke and Kentucky there. It was, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, see, and I remember that. There are random championship games I remember because I remember that game. And then I remember, I think it was 96, which was the Arizona and Kentucky one. What's Miles Simon and Mike Bibby. What's funny is that I remember the 97 one a lot better because of Rick Majerus. Okay, against Utah? Yeah. I remember that one. No, I think, I don't know why. I, th- I, I remember, I just remember the Wildcat versus the Wildcat. It was a big deal because they were both the Wildcats, Arizona and Kentucky. What, what was the, was uh, 90, yeah, 98 final was Kentucky and Utah. 97 was the Wildcats. Okay, final. so I was off by yeah. year. Okay, 97. Yeah, 96, because I'm sitting here thinking 96, 96 was uh, when... Was that when the UCLA? It was Rick Patino actually okay. won the championship in 96 against uh, Bayheim in okay. Syracuse. All right, and 95 was UCLA against Arkansas. Yeah, and 94 gotcha. was Arkansas versus Duke. Okay. And so on and so forth. <laughs> there we go. We're just saying all the championships that have ever played. We're we're you we know why you guys listen to this pod, all three of you. <laughs> we're we're giving you what you want. A recap of 90s NCAA tournament champions. <laughs> yes, yes. All, all I think we might have four now. So we have we have four listeners, I think. My wife is not one of them, in case anybody's wondering. We're growing <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> All right, yeah. ah, Mr. Mr. Boone, what do you got for us next go round? Right, we're, we're switching sports. We're going to the NFL. And the next episode will be the weekend of the draft, if I'm not mistaken. And so we're going to take a time traveling trip 
to 2005 and discuss a what if about the 2005 NFL draft. It's got so, my attention. So we'll see you guys next time. See you guys.